Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's fucking minion, though. Hello and welcome to the Rotor Report podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. I'm Philip West, hosting this podcast on Saturday afternoon. I'm joined by Paddy Hollis. How are we doing, Paddy? Well, I was better before kick-off, but uh, keeping spirits high. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Mark Dugdale and his son Dean. How are we doing, Mark? Yeah, pretty shit, but I've got a beer in my hand uh, and I'm not driving home until tomorrow, so at least there's some grace. I was going to say, small mercies. So, Sunderland lost, unfortunately, today to Charlton. It was a contentious winner from Jaden Stockley. Um, the game itself was pretty stop-start. It was fragmented. I didn't think we played particularly brilliantly. Um, what were your overall impressions of our performance, Paddy? Well, I think it's just, it was one of those classic games where like, we, we just we never got going. I think, you know, I, I, I like the lineup. Um, I was quite surprised there wasn't maybe um, more, more changes or if any changes at all from, from the winner crew. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, mean, I just thought we, we, there was glimpses of the kind of football we've been playing this season. But I think today was one of those days where I think Charlton came to stop us playing football and it worked and we didn't help ourselves at the same time. Yeah, I would agree with that. What do you think, Mark? Just not our day today. Just weren't quite at it. I would agree. Yeah, we didn't really turn up, which is a shame at home in front of thirty-two thousand people, who've obviously been watching them play really well away from home. Um, we weren't at it. They outclosed us down. They out-attituded us. They out kind of shit-housed us in the midfield. Um, and I think their tactics were just better than ours. The, their team wasn't better than ours. But they they out, they out kind of thought us as well, you know. The way that they bossed uh, all nine in the midfield and Dan Neil was anonymous, you know, you've got to be quite good to make Dan Neil anonymous. So whatever their temporary coach did, he did a good job and we didn't really turn up with the races, unfortunately for me. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, actually. We're going to move on to the midfield now because obviously there's been a lot of talk about how good Dan Neil's been and rightly so. But uh, moving to you, Dean, do you just think that the midfield just wasn't quite at it today? It just didn't quite work out for us in that area? I just think that Boston midfield kind of stopped us from pressing and stopped us from playing footy in the midfield, you know. We've had players, Dan Neal absent, you know, Luca not as maybe there as he should be. We've got players on the wing like McGeady not even beating a man kind of thing further up the pitch. So it's just kind of, they, they, they knew how to deal with midfield and they just cut us out completely. Yeah, I think it was a, I mean, from a, from an attacking point of view, I think, and I'm going to ask the lads what they think about this, it was very uh, fragmented and stop-started here. Ross Stewart did a really good job on his own up front. Um, he was ploughing a very lonely furrow there at times, but um, moving on to the other attackers, Paddy, what did you make of the likes of Aidan McGeady and Owen O'Brien and Alex Pritchard? Not quite on it today. 
Yeah, I, I think that's, that's sort of the best way to sum it up, really. Um, I think I liked O'Brien, he, he had glimpses, you know, he, he's always one where you know, he always puts a shift in. I've, I've, never, I've, I've never been one to criticise him of that because I always think he's worked hard when he's, when he's played for Sunderland, but I think probably the, the, the main, uh, overall I'm not too concerned, but I think if you are going to pick a concern out of that, it is, um, it's, it's Aidan McGeady. And I think since dropping into this league, we've kind of like, you know, we've had this idea of, you know, we'll be okay if McGeady's on the pitch. Now, I think that t- today is just, I-, I don't know what it was, but it's just, I- I've never seen him look so out of a game for us. He's, he's never looked like more of a passenger on the pitch um, or a spectator than I think he did today. And I think, yeah, that is just, I think overall, I mean, there wasn't really, individually, I, there wasn't really any major concerns, but I think, the, the, the biggest one to pick out with that would definitely be McGeady and how he's just I don't know what it was he just he, he just he, he just didn't have his you know you, when McGeady usually gets the ball like you can see how he's just going to like he's got that extra, extra yard and he's just going to go and beat his man and whip the ball in but too often he would just he'd either he just did too many touches or he'd be looking back straight away and like, that's not the Aidan McGeady what we're used to seeing and it's just it, it's, it's weird really because we aren't seeing it yeah, I think on the subject of Aidan McGeady, I've been saying for quite a while now that we should maybe think about using him as an impact substitute, maybe keeping him fresh for the last 25 minutes, bring him on, because then he can cause more damage. Do you think that's something that we might have to do, Matt, in future to get the best out of him? Based on today, um, and given we've got the likes of J- Dejaku, if I pronounce that right, uh, Gooch coming back from injury, uh, he'd be lucky to get on my bench, I have to say. We were, we were down the right-hand side for the second half, there was at least three or four occasions where he received the ball and he was taken on a centre-half out wide and he didn't even take him on. I, th- I think I think he's just... Maybe it's because he played in the week as well and he hasn't got the legs anymore because he's 35 or whatever it is. Uh, but I, I think we just need to think about the plan without him and start making it work now. Uh, he's not the only one, to be fair. You know, he's, he, he was by no means the only player who didn't really apply himself as well as we can this afternoon. Um, but he's been a great servant to the club but he's, he's just wasn't there we've got to start thinking about the future um, Dejarko's now getting more fit Pritchard I thought had a really solid game and can play wide and he's reasonably quick we've got options, we've got to start thinking about rotating them in yeah, I think that today's result at taking an isolation isn't necessarily cause for panic stations although the emotions will be running high after that but for me I just think it was a reminder that you know there's no games in this league where a result's an absolute given just turn it to you Dean do you think that was proof that again you've got to be on it every single game if you want to win in this league yeah I think you've got to have different kind of styles of play to suit different teams and I feel obviously some games you've got to play pro football but some games you have teams like Charlton come at you they'll shut it down completely so you've got to have, you've got to really have a backup plan in that situation and some players just didn't know what they were doing you know McGee had no motivation or energy in that you know, you, you have some players working hard still, but it's just, you need to switch it up every now and again, you know, surprise the opposition in a way. So, we're now, obviously, we're now up now with league action until next weekend, but we've got the cup game against QPR coming up. Um, turning to that game, Paddy, would you make changes for that? To me, it feels like a game where you rotate quite significantly, maybe bring some of the youngsters in, rest your first teamers for the next league game. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's one of these games where I mean, obviously looking ahead to like you know the games are starting to come thick and fast now. But before kickoff today, that cup game to me was it, it was a chance to like you know blood some of the younger players. And after today's results, I think I probably argue for that even more so. 
I just think at this point, you know what I mean, it's great to go on a cup run, you know, and we've, we've done it the hard way, you know, we've, we've won like sort of uh, two, three away ties now, but the, the way things are going, I just think it, it's, it shouldn't really be too much of a concern. Obviously, you don't want to go down there and get embarrassed by like a high league opposition, but the thing is, we've got the squad to rotate and if we start with five, six academy products down at QPR I'm not going to complain whatsoever Yeah, I think squad depth now is going to be absolutely crucial The Paddy's just rightly said there we can afford to rotate um, Just looking at that cup game, Matt would you say that, that for confidence is a game that we should be looking to win or is it a game we should be looking as a more of an exercise in squad rotation? What do you think about that one? It has to be an experiment for the rest of the season for me now Um Today wasn't a tragedy, don't get me wrong. You know, we, we lost by a real ugly, scrappy goal that was kind of given and then not. We hit the crossbar, we had a penalty decline that we really deserved because I saw it and it was a clear handball in their box. Um, you know, so it wasn't the worst performance in the world. It certainly wasn't Fratton Park. But we've got to think about how we adapt for different situations. Um, and if players are starting to not be on it and not be able to play two games in a row in a week uh, and not necessarily carry on the momentum that we've unfortunately lost a little bit now, then we've got to think about using the cup games as a, as a reset and a, a bit of a strategy session. You know, I mean, we have to remember we've still got six points from the last two games, both away from home. We're still doing two points per game. Yes, we've lost our home kind of unbeaten record kind of thing, but... It's not the end of the world, but we've got to use these cup games now to define how we're going to react and then move on from there, definitely. Yeah, I think Matt makes a really good point there. Is that, you know We've used the Papa John's trophy as an example this season as a chance to kind of... We bounce back from the, the defeat against Portsmouth with two good wins in the Papa John's. Just turn to the next league game, Dean. Do you think we've got the resilience to bounce back from that? It's going to be another tricky game, but are you confident that this can be just a blip for us? Yeah, I think we've got, we've got plenty of resilience and confidence to get back at it. I think, obviously taking this today it can, can kind of give us more stuff to learn from it, it, similar to the Portsmouth game for example you know we lost that game quite convincingly lost and we learned from that and realised that we need to figure out other fi- ways to play so I feel like next match we, we can adapt you know the more difficult performance we have the more we learn from it and, you know as bad as that sounds that we're getting bad performances, it's a learning curve at the end of the day and it will actually shape us better for the future. You know, it will actually shape us better to win matches and hopefully go up. Yeah, I think Dean makes a really good point there is that, you know, we, we're still kind of getting into the... You know, it's still quite early in the season. We're still kind of learning who's going to be the, the best teams this season. Um, and every opponent's different. And I think adaptability, you know, being able to cope with opponents who do change their game plan is going to be crucial. Um, just on a final point before we wrap today's podcast up, just want to ask the lads what they think about our defensive performance today. Um, obviously a lot made about Callum Doyle this season, comfortable on the ball, positionally solid. I think he looked very good again and I think defensively generally we look pretty solid today. What do you think about that, Paddy? Yeah, it's it's annoying because it's one of these games where we've come out and we've lost but, I mean, all of our back four and, and Hoffman, I just think the, the player we've got in Doyle is one of these players where He's going to be playing at a very high level relatively soon because he is—he's a, he's a cut above playing at this level. But I think, I mean, you know, obviously Winchester—he continues to play out of position at, at right back, but he, he doesn't look out of place. And it's you know we've got we've got a good commanding keeper and we've got we've got a back four who are, are mobile and solid at the same time. I mean, 
Um, no, I've been a big fan of Sirkin since we signed him. I don't think there's been one performance where I thought, oh, you know, he's had a bad game. He looks like a very good player, and yeah, it's one of these where it's it's kind of it's a strange kind of game because usually when you lose a match, one of the first thing you think about is your defensive display. But they've scored with the goal, which I don't exactly know how it stood. Originally, I thought the ref disallowed it, and then about ten seconds later, he's given it. So I don't know what's happened there. But if you take that out of the game, we look pretty solid. I mean, Hoffman hasn't had a great deal to do, but he's he, he, he came for cross as well. He was he was playing the sweeper role quite well. You know, he was he was always switched on when it, when a ball went over the top of our centre halves. So yeah, I think you can't really have any complaints really. You know, it's just it's one of these games where you know our our defensive line have continued to play well. It's just unfortunately the attackers haven't been able to sort of finish the finish the job at the other end. Would you agree with that, Mark? Reasonably settled defence now promising signs moving forward yeah there was no bloopers there was no nightmares we dealt with a lot of corners you know they pressed us quite well um, Hoffman's a, another level from Burge and the rest of the goalkeeping squad for me it's the first time I've seen him live and he's not the tallest goalkeeper in the world but he's certainly you know very very capable um, I don't think the defence had a lot to do the one thing that they didn't do which they often do um, in other situations when we're playing a bit more confidently is you know you see a lot more of Sirkin and Winch getting up down the wings and supporting the midfield and the, the attack and when they did today they just didn't get the ball in or they lost the ball in daft positions so it's just a, another bad day at the office to be honest with you but I, I don't see any reasons to change the defence or the keeper um, but we need to definitely address that issue in midfield and the width the attacking with today was just not there, you know. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it was a tactical error. The coach might take it on the chin. Uh, but defensively, we, we were pretty decent and we were unlucky to have that goal allowed. Right, well, some very interesting views here tonight. I want to thank Paddy, Dean and Mark for joining us for tonight's podcast. Um, stay tuned to RokerReport.com over the next few days. We'll have plenty of post-match fallout from this one. And we'll be building up to the QPR game as well. So thank you for listening and have a good night. We have no choice. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.